الحمد لله نحمده تعالى ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فيا عباد الله روى الامام البخاري في كتابه الادب المفرد من حديث ابي هريره رضي الله تعالى عنه بروايه صححها الالباني ان الرسول عليه الصلاه والسلام قال انما بعثت لاتمم مكارم الاخلاق الله سبحانه عليه الصلاه والسلام he said that indeed i have only been sent in order to perfect the good manners indeed i have only been sent in order to perfect the good character ايها الاخوه الكرام Indeed the deen of Islam it has come with every single thing that is going to bring about goodness for us goodness for us as individuals goodness for us as households goodness for us as communities and goodness for the whole of society and likewise the deen of Islam it has come warning and cautioning against every single thing that harms us harms us as individuals harms us as households harms us as as communities and, and as societies and this combination of the deen of islam inviting to everything that is good and beneficial everything that is high and lofty and praiseworthy alongside it warning and cautioning against every single thing that is harmful every single thing that is dispraised every single thing that is looked down upon this combination here it is from the completion of our deen and from the perfection of our deen and from the beauty of our deen and indeed from those matters that our deen directs us towards among those matters that our deen cautions us against is the matter of al-ghadab <coughs> the matter of anger and causing us or rather inviting us to be a people that can control this impulse natural impulse of anger but likewise cautioning us against and warning us against allowing that anger to unleash allowing that anger to overcome you Allah's messenger alayhi salatu wasalam 
He says in a narration recorded by Imam al-Bukhari from Abu Hurairah A man said to the Messenger والسلام, advise me, counsel me. So the Messenger والسلام, he said to him, لا تغضب. Don't become angry. The man continued to ask the Prophet, advise me, counsel me, give me some advice. And the messenger continued to answer him with the same answer. Don't become angry. Anger. What's anger? Anger, that feeling of your heart boiling, your blood boiling and your heart palpitating and racing. That's anger. A person he says to you something that you don't like. So your heart, it begins to race and your blood, it begins to boil. That's anger. A person insults you. Your blood, it begins to boil. Your heart begins to race. That's anger. Somebody insults your wife. Insults your child. Insults your mother. Insults your father. So what happens? Your blood begins to boil. Your heart begins to palpitate and race. That is what anger is. Anger, as they say, Anger, <clears throat> its initial stage, its commencement, its initiation, is junoon, insanity, craziness. And its end is what? Its finality is what? Is nadam, regret. Remorse. Look at yourself when you become angry. When you become angry next time, place yourself in front of a mirror. When it's the case that the anger starts to exhibit, place yourself in front of a mirror. <coughs> anger, awwaluhu al junoon. The initial stage of anger is insanity. Look at yourself when you become angry. In the mirror, how your, your face, the color of your face, it changes. How the eyes they become that reddened, how the features and your tabi'ah, your nature, your characteristic, it, it changes, it transforms. As a result of what? As a result of anger. The state that you're in, if anybody sees you from outside, they're going to say, this person is losing his mind. But then after you've acted upon the anger, after you've said whatever you wanted to say, as a result of being angry, after you've done whatever you wanted to do as a result of being angry, what's left now? Nadam. What's left now? Regret. Now you're kicking yourself for what you said. Now you're kicking yourself for what you did. As a result of what? As a result of having acted upon that impulse of ghabab, of anger. The Messenger والسلام, he says in the aforementioned hadith, لا تغضب. Don't become angry. The ulama, they say that this narration here and this statement of the messenger saying, don't become angry. That this narration of the messenger, this statement, don't become angry, it consists of two matters, two great and mighty matters that you have to understand. The first matter is that يدرب المسلم نفسه على that the Muslim, he cultivates and he nurtures and he disciplines his soul with good, 
praiseworthy, lofty manners, lofty mannerisms. Why? Because if your soul has become used to being sabir, if your soul has become used to the characteristic of sabr, the characteristic of al-hilm, the characteristic of anah, the characteristic of having no isti'ijal, of having patience, of being clement, of having foresight and having thoughtfulness and being deliberate about what you say, about what you do because of the consequences of what you say and what you do having in the future. If you characterize yourself with a lack of being hasty, then when the thing that would usually make, your, make a person become angry, when you're faced with that thing, then you're going to end up meeting that thing. You're going to end up receiving that thing that would usually make a person angry. You're going to end up meeting it with those beautiful characteristics of patience, of clemency, of, of, of forbearance and deliberation. The second matter, along with Thani, that the person should embody within himself when it is the case that the Messenger said, La taqdab, don't become angry. The first is a tadarrum ala al-akhlaq al-fadila, to become accustomed and used to and disciplined <coughs> good, high, lofty morals and, and behaviors. The second, that when it is the case that anger does end up overwhelming you, when you do become overtaken by anger, that you control yourself. That you hold on to the reins of anger that are inside of you. That you don't let yourself loose. And how do you do that? How a person controls himself when he's angry, Allah's Messenger he directed us how to do it. He gave us the, the remedy. Anger starts to overcome you. You feel angry. Blood is boiling. Heart is racing. What do you do? The Messenger ﷺ, he directed us to two matters. One of them is related to the lisan, to the tongue. Second is related to the jawal, to the limbs. If you act upon these two guidelines from Al-Mustafa alayhi salatu wasalam, you're going to be able to control yourself when you're angry. The first, the matter that is connected to the tongue, is that when you become angry, you don't say anything, but you remain quiet. As the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, he said in the hadith that has been recorded by Imam al-Bukhari, in Al-Adab al-Mufrad, from uh, declared Sahih by Imam al-Bani, from Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhumah, if one of you becomes angry, then let him be quiet. Who's saying this? Not just your mother, your father, your teacher. No, it is Al-Mustafa. He who does not speak from his own desire is revelation. So he is advising you, when you become angry, remain quiet. Why? Because on the most part, when you become angry, when you become filled with rage, most of the statements that are going to come out of your mouth, they're not going to be controlled. Most of the statements that are going to come out of your mouth, you're going to end up regretting them. So therefore, while your anger is still raging within you, keep yourself quiet up until the, the jamrah, up until the, 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 the thing that is called the firebrand that is continuously causing, to you, causing you to become angry, up until it becomes extinguished. That is the first matter. The second matter is related to your limbs. The first matter, how to cure yourself, how to control your anger, is that you don't say anything. The second matter is related to your limbs. 
Concerning this Abu Dawood, he collects a narration from Abi Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, declared Sahih by Imam al-Bani. إذا غضب أحدكم وهو قائم فليجلس فإن ذهب عنه الغضب وإلا فليضجع That if one of you becomes angry while he's standing up then let him sit down and then if his anger leaves him if the anger departs then oh good and well if not then let him lie down why? why is Rasul directing us to sit down when you are angry. Because when someone causes you to become angry, for example, and you're standing right in front of him, physically reacting now is easier. He says something to insult you. For you to physically react with your limbs, with your hand for example, is easier. He insults you. For you to now strike him with your hand, strike him with your leg, it's much more easier if you sit down, then physically you're going to be at a distance from him, distance from him. And physically, physically you're going to be less able to react to him with your hands, with your limbs. Otherwise, let him lay down. Why? Because once you lay down, then you are abad. You are even further away from physically reacting, reacting to him. The only thing that is holding you back from Remaining silent when you, when, you, when you become angry. The only thing that is holding you back from not sitting down when you become angry, from not lying down when you become angry, is what? Izzatun nafs, akthar min al-lazim. Having izza of your self-respect more than what is required. What are people going to say? The ego, it starts to hit. The ego, it starts to come to the person's mind. People are going to say, I'm a coward. If I back down, then people are going to say, he was in the right. If it's the case that I sit down, then everyone's going to say, no, she, the wife, she was right. The husband, he was in the wrong. If it's the case that I end up leaving the, the conversation because I'm angry, staying quiet, then people are going to say, ya fulan, ayna rajula. Oh, so-and-so, where's your manhood? Where's your, where's your masculinity? But all of these are from whom? All of these are from shaitan. All of these are from the devil who wants you to become angry. So forget all of these things because Al-Mustafa alayhi salatu wasalam, he himself, he said, in the hadith recorded by Imam Muslim from Abi Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala an, لَيْسَ الشَّدِيدِ بِسُرَعَةِ إِنَّمَا الشَّدِيدَ الَّذِي يَمْلِكْ نَفْسَهُ إِذَا رَضِئِ عِنْدَ الْغَبَبِ The shadid, the one that is tough and strong, is not he who is able to overcome or able to overcome the opponent that has made him angry. No. But rather the one that is tough and strong is the one that is able to control himself when he is angry. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulih al-kareem Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Amma ba'd Fayayuhi muslimun Anger no doubt It brings about fasad It brings about corruption No good 
except in those specific situations where it's been legitimized. Having anger for the sake of Allah, legitimized. Having anger because the boundaries of the deen of Allah have been transgressed, legitimized. Anger that is within due measure, not going beyond bounds, not transgressing, no doubt. Most of us will be aware of that, if not all of us. That there are certain scenarios where a person is not only allowed, rewarded for being angered or for becoming angry for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, we're talking about in general, your mu'amalat, for example, your mutual dealings with others. Anger brings about harm. How many marital relationships have been affected? have been broken down, ripped apart as a result of what? Al-Ghadab, anger. How many friendships ripped apart, broken down as a result of what? Anger. How many court cases occur as a result of what? As a result of not having controlled this Ghadab, this Sifa of anger, this characteristic of anger. How many people end up what? Being arrested, taken to court, and sentenced to prison. As a result of what? As a result of anger. There is a narration, an incident, a story from the past. But Imam al-Bukhari, he records in his Al-Adab al-Mufrat, in this book of his concerning Adab, mannerisms and etiquettes. The narration that has been declared Hassan by Imam al-Albani. The one who reflects upon this, this narration, listens attentively to this story, he will see the fruits of being patient, the fruits of not being overtaken by your anger, the fruits of not being hasty, and likewise the potential harms that a person can face by being hasty, by being overcome by his anger, by not being thoughtful. Imam al-Bukhari collects this narration in Bab Tu'ada. The chapter concerning tu'ada, the chapter concerning being deliberate, being forbearing and thinking about the consequences of your action, being deliberate about what you say, deliberate about what you do, thinking about the consequences of your actions. He says from Al-Hasan al-Basri rahimahullah ta'ala, Imam Al-Hasan al-Basri, the great tabi'i, فأوصى مولاه بابنه فلم فلم يألوه حتى أدركه وزوجه. So Imam al-Hasan al-Basri he says that there was a man who passed away and he had a child and he had a servant and he told the servant to take care of his child once he passes away and that is what happened. The servant took care of the child, brought him up. Up until the child, he became mature, reached the age of maturity. And thus, the man, the mawla, the servant, had him married off. فَقَالَ لَهُ جَهِّزْنِ أَطْلُبُ الْعِلْمِ فَجَهَّزَهُ فَأَتَى عَالِمًا فَسَأَلَهُ فَقَالَ إِذَا أَرَدْتَ أَنْ تَنْطَلِقْ فَقُلْ لِأُعَلِّمُكَ Now, the young man, he said that he wants to go and study. He wants to go seek ilm. So prepare me, he says to the servant, the, the, the mawla, prepare me, get me ready, get me equipped. 
So he got him ready and then he set off on his journey of talab al-ilm, of seeking knowledge. When he arrived at that location, the scholar said to him, when you want to go back to your country, when you want to go back to your homeland, when you, when you want to return, then come to me. I want to teach you something. <coughs> so the young man, he says to the scholar, now the time for me to go back home has arrived. Therefore teach me. You said you wanted to teach me something. Now teach me. فَقَالَ اِتَّقِ اللَّهِ وَاصْبِرْ وَلَا تَسْتَعْجِلْ So what did the scholar teach him? These three things. اِتَّقِ اللَّهِ Have fear of Allah. اِسْبِرْ Be patient. وَلَا تَسْتَعْجِلْ And don't be hasty. قَالَ الْحَسَنْ فِي هَذَا الْخَيْرُ كُلُّهُ فَجَاءَ وَلَا يَكَادُ يَنْسَاهُنَّ إِنَّمَا هُنَّ ثَلَاثِ so Imam al-Hasan al-Basri, he said that these three matters, obviously, they're easy. Only three matters. He's not going to forget them. So the man, he took on board these three matters. He went back home and he, he didn't forget them. Why? Because they're only three matters. Easy to forget, easy to remember. And these three matters, Imam al-Hasan, he says, these three matters contain all good. Then he said, فَلَمَّا جَاءَ أَهْلَهُ نَزَلَ عَنْ رَاحِلَتِهِ فَلَمَّا نَزَلَ الدَّارُ إِذَا هُوَ بِرَجُلٍ نَائِمٍ مُتَرَاحٍ عَلِ الْمَرْأَةِ وَإِذَا مْرَأَتُهُ نَائِمًا So now the man he arrives home, the young boy, the young man arrives home, gets down from his riding beast, goes inside of his house. When he goes inside of his house, lo and behold, who's there? His wife, sleeping. But likewise, at a bit of a distance from the wife, is some other man, unidentified man. Sleeping. قال والله ما أريد ما أنتظر بهذا فرجع إلى راحلته فلما أراد أن يأخذ السيف فلما أراد أن يأخذ السيف قال اتق الله واصبر ولا تستعجل. The man comes into the house. Wife is there sleeping. Another unidentified man there sleeping. Anger overtakes him. He says, well, by Allah, I have not come for this. I can't be patient with this. What else can I wait for? So he goes back out. Goes to his rahila, takes out his sword. When he's taking out his sword, what does he do? He remembers the statement of the scholar. Ittaqillah, fear Allah, wasbir, be patient. And don't rush, <coughs> don't be hasty. And thus he went back into the house. فَرَجَعَ فَلَمَّا قَامَ عَلَى رَأْسِهِ قَالَ مَا أَنْتَظِرُ بِهَذَا شَيْئًا فَرَجَعَ إِلَى رَاحِلَتِهِ فَلَمَّا أَرَادَ أَنْ يَأْخُذَ صَيْفَهُ ذَكَرَهُ فَرَجَعَ إِلَيْهِ Then the man, he went back into the house. But when he stood at the head of this apparent intruder in his house, he said, by Allah, I cannot be patient with anything anymore. Goes back outside. Tries to take out his sword. When he's about to take out his sword, he says to himself, Ittaqillah, fear Allah, wasbir, be patient, wala tasta'jil. Don't be hasty. He goes now back inside of his house for a third time. فَلَمَّا قَامَ عَلَىٰ رَأْسِهِ اِسْتَيْقَضَ الرَّجُلُ فَلَمَّا رَاهُ وَثَبَ إِلَيْهِ فَعَالَقَهُ وَقَبَّلَهُ وَسَالَهُ قَالَ مَا أَصَبْتَ بَعْدِي 
<clears throat> when he comes into the house and he stands at the head of this intruder, this so-called intruder now wakes up. When he wakes up, he jumps towards the young man and he begins to hug the young man and he begins to kiss the young man and he says, and he says to him, what did you achieve after me? Who is this man? Who is this so-called intruder? This so-called intruder is his mawla, is a servant, the servant of his father, the one that brought the young man up, the one that nurtured him, and the one that ended up marrying this young boy to his own daughter, to his own niece. The woman was from his maharim. She was from those women that he's maharim to, his daughter or his niece. So he says to the young man, what did you achieve after me? So the young man, he says, He says, the young man says, After you, I achieved a great amount of good. Tonight, what I achieved is the fact, or what I achieved after you, is that tonight I walked between my sword and between your head three times. And then he says, فَحَجَزَنِي مَا أَصَبْتُ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ But the knowledge that I attained, the knowledge that I received when I went to seek knowledge, that knowledge, it saved me. It prevented me from killing you. Ponder and reflect over the rhythm of this anah and this tu'ala. Ponder and reflect over this, over this characteristic that isn't a characteristic of cowardliness. It's not a characteristic of you losing your manhood. This characteristic of being thoughtful. This characteristic of being deliberate. This characteristic of looking about the and reflecting over the consequences of what you say and what you do, this characteristic of controlling your anger. This man, as a result of him having sought advice or received advice from that scholar, he acted upon the advice. And what did the advice have? Among the pieces of advice was to be patient and not to rush, not to be hasty, but to control your control that impulse of your anger, because if he hadn't have done so, what would have happened? That sword would have been laid against the neck of that man, that man that was his father-in-law or his uncle-in-law. And that sword would have been placed against the neck of his wife, his own wife, killing her, taking her life. And we know many a cases when these things happen, and then what happens? When the nadam occurs, when the regret occurs, the person takes the dagger, he takes a sword, he takes the gun, he places it to himself, and then he ends up killing him own self. As a result of what? Isti'jal. As a result of being hasty and a lack of anah, a lack of tu'ada, a lack of deliberation, and being careful and thoughtful, a lack of sabr and hilm, a lack of patience. Therefore, take the advice, first and foremost, myself, before anyone else, and then I advise my brothers and my sisters. That we take on board the advice of our Rasul alayhi salatu wassalam who said to us, La taqdab 
Do not become angry. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Allah la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu. Ilai.